All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have Dr. Rosa Folgar with us today. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. The weather's changing. It's getting better. Um, I think we're about to get another run of good weather. So yes. I'm excited about it. So Me too. So you are at Oshner's right over at the Grove and okay. you are running a new program over there. And we found out about it and we said we needed to find you and bring you in front of a camera to come talk to us about it. So what is the short version of what you're doing over there and a little bit of background? So went to LSU. I did do some homework up in Shreveport and, you know, that's, you know, you're here. So what's the intro? What's the readers? What's yeah, the pitch? So, um, <laughs> I am just a Louisiana girl through and through. I, uh, Grew up in Livingston, went to college in Hammond, went to medical school at LSU in Shreveport, uh, did my residency at an LSU program in Lake Charles, um, moved back uh, to this area to practice. I did family medicine residency and uh, did traditional family medicine for about nine years. And then I worked at LSU at the Student Health Center for uh, right at six years. Uh, both of those were great experiences. And, but along the way I did, uh, an obesity medicine board certification and I just finished lifestyle medicine board certification. And so when you combine those two things with, uh, traditional family medicine and, and I guess my background, just loving to take care of people and seeing people of all ages, uh, you really kind of get a passion and a heart for prevention and uh, for helping people manage chronic health conditions. And so I was doing all these individual training things and still taking care of patients in a traditional sense and didn't really know where it would all, all fit in. And so as part of Oshner's 40 by 30 campaign, I had you know, knew some people who who worked with the program and with the system and Jolie Relly, who's our PA in uh, our department, uh, just really has always had a passion for, a, for lifestyle medicine and wellness. And she, uh, in talking with some of our physician leaders, they decided to open a clinic where we could actually be an extension of primary care for patients to sit down and talk about lifestyle interventions for certain medical conditions and if need be um, weight loss and, and how to make those changes uh, come to life for patients. So it's lifestyle and wellness programs. And so this starts to be, or it reminds me as you talk about it, kind of some of the newer, you know, the prevention, you know, of, you know, medicine or trying to prevent, you know, and help, you know, so yeah. I think, medical, you know, Oshner's is in that unique position to where it's like, you've got a business to run, but you also want to like not have patients, you know, if you didn't yeah. have to, but you need patients to continue to be there. So it's kind of this, you know, awkward position, but this is something that you're seeing more and more. And I found Oshner's is really progressive in this area to where they're, you know, investing in, you know, not just people, but facilities and programs for this to where it makes a huge impact, whether it be, you know, the smoking, whether it be, you know, mental health, all these things kind of fall in your wheelhouse now, right? So. Right, right. Yeah. So we like to say, and I think um, some of it is because it's it's my background and Julie's background as primary care providers, you know, that's, so to speak, um, where we cut our teeth, you know, growing up in medicine and, and where, where our heart is. And so what we wanted to do was have a place that, 
is um, accessible to all people. So we're located within the primary care department. People aren't going to pay a specialty copay uh, to come see us. And we wanted to have it be impactful for patients for their own personal life. And also from a population health standpoint, you know, like how can we, how can we ultimately part of the vision of our clinic is ultimately how can we educate people at a community level? How can we um, kind of extend beyond the walls of our exam room and not only help patients, but maybe help their families live, live better lives. So we really talk to patients about wherever they're at in life, whatever they want to talk about. If they need some assistance um, with smoking cessation, we have programs for that. A lot of times we um, are their unofficial official health coach. You know, we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. evidence-based things like how can we prevent certain illnesses or how can we uh, step in and do some lifestyle interventions that, that may be impactful for certain things without even using medication. You know, and it kind of depends on where the patient's at and what their health conditions are. We absolutely advocate the use of medications when indicated and when necessary. And sometimes it becomes... Uh, a combination of that. We we always know we need lifestyle interventions to help things like blood pressure problems or uh, what kind of what kind of meal plan are you following if you have high cholesterol or if you're a diabetic or if you have prediabetes or or certainly if people come to us and part of their the lifestyle interventions they want are hey what steps can I take that are that are um, manageable and that are attainable in my everyday life because I do want to lose some weight. So we, so we kind of break that down and, and, and go through every aspect of, of patient's life in a holistic way that's also evidence-based. So we talk about sleep patterns and we talk about stress and, and how patients are managing that. And we talk about nutrition and, and movement and, you know, how connected they are uh, socially and, and just how they're doing in all of those ways in hopes that when you address all those things that it has a positive a positive outcome for the patient. So, so tell me, I was thinking as you were talking about all that, what kind of kept ringing through were two things. One was you mentioned you were inside, you know, kind of the primary care. So it's not like a specialty, you don't need a referral. So like you could go and you're not going to have, it, it's the regular, you know, your insurance it sounds like that's, right. you know, if you've got, that's covered, we don't, we've checked that box, but what's, Interesting is, I think a lot of people think, you know, going to the doctor, there's, you know, I'm sick, like there's something, you know, physically broken, or I'm, you know, I'm, you know, nauseous, or like, there's something, you know, wrong. Mm -hmm. Whereas this almost sounds like if I'm interpreting it right to where you could book an appointment to come in and say, I need to get my life together. You know, I want to lose some weight, I want to try to do this, or this is, you know, help me overall look and I feel like the gap there hasn't been that you know at least I I don't know where I could go make that appointment now and go talk and it seems like what's where people are filling that gap is it's these online social media people it's these TikTok people it's the like you know here's the diet of this and go to the gym and you know like I saw something the other day it was like did you know you know like walking 10 minutes on an incline treadmill is better than running five miles. And it's like, well, who are you? Like you're 22 years old and where's your basis for any of this? Does that make any sense at all? And so people are trying all these different things that they might've seen in a social media feed or rumor or hearsay Mm -hmm. where it's like, if you really want to go in, like I was thinking just myself personally, like if I wanted to go and say, okay, I'm going to go 
I want to drop, you know, some weight. Mm-hmm. Well, before our conversation now, it's like, well, I'm gonna have to go just kind of read online and find every weed out the, you know, snake oil guy from the do a hundred sit-ups, a hundred push-ups, and a hundred this every day. Could actually come in and talk to somebody that might would, like you said, holistically look and go, here's some ways that we can help. Here's some things to try, you know, not just somebody who happens to be in great shape that worked out all through high school and worked out in college and now is working at a health club and they say, oh, well, I'm a professional. I can tell you what to do. Right. Right. And honestly, Brandon, that to me, that's a very important point because what is appropriate for one person, I mean, certainly there are general principles, right, that that we can all follow that that tend to propel us toward better health. But what works for one person may not be appropriate or may not be helpful for another person. And for some patients, it may be uh, not only counterproductive, but it may be concerning or, or potentially, you know, something could be lead to something dangerous, right? So mm-hmm. um, we like to take all of the information that we do, or we are fortunate to live in a day and age where information is at our fingertips 24 seven, but we wanna take that and filter that through the lens of, of what is evidence-based, what is safe and what can we take and, and basically make a customized plan you know, for, for mm-hmm. each patient for how their life is. So. In other words, uh, like for patients who say, hey, like I see all these people online and they say to lose weight, you have to meal prep this way. You have to do this, you know, a certain way. And, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, the, the way they are with their kids, if they have someone in their household who has allergies, uh, if they're just busy on the road and have a long commute to and from work, we that may not how that's presented on Instagram or TikTok or what someone told them at the gym that may be a source of frustration because the patient tries that. And then they say, Oh, this is terrible. It doesn't work for my life. Right. And so then Mm -hmm. there's a cycle where you try it, it doesn't work. You get frustrated. And then there's like this, this kind of loop of, Oh, well, I failed at that. I'm a failure where I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to kind of give up because it's too hard. Whereas if you break it down and do a few things at a time that are actually, that are actually attainable, and realistic for your life, then that's the way to do it. And sometimes it just takes someone to kind of speak into your life, so to speak. You know, you mm-hmm. I like to say when you're trying to make changes hard enough, you need every person in your corner <laughs> that can be in your corner. Right. And so it's always good to have someone who has a medical background and and who who knows, hey, this is this is what you need to do to make that change. And these are the safe ways to do that. And then maybe there's, there's some other stuff that that leads to more discussion. So often when people come in, they don't just have one thing they want to address. They have two. And most of the time they're, they're connected somehow. And I think that's, that's so important because like you said, everybody's different, right? And everybody's got a different way to do it. But a lot of this, and I'm not saying that you or anybody has all the answers, but I look at some of these things, especially like in the weight loss, you know, it's kind of like a math problem. You know, it's like, how do we, you know, here's some basic education to teach, you know, here's some other things that we can help you with. But like you said, it may not work. You know, you've got somebody who's saying, well, I only have to go to the gym for, you know, 30 minutes a day. It's like, okay, well, that might work for you because your job involves, you know, you're doing 15,000 steps because you're walking around, you know, all during work versus the guy who's sitting at a desk all day long. So it's you, the person talking to you online doesn't know that. And that's where you guys can, you know, unfold and unpack and say, how do we, you know, how can we really help, you know, on these things? And so 
you know, with that though, I can imagine some of these changes, whether like the smoking sensation, you know, all the stuff that you guys are doing, what I've learned from talking with other people at auctioners is that it's little bitty changes make huge different effects. You know, um, I use the analogy that, um, I think it was Tony Robbins was talking about one time he was learning to play golf and he hired an instructor and his, and he worked with his instructor forever, but he just couldn't do it. He went out and played a game and it was just flying off. I'm not a golfer. I don't know if it's a shank or a hook. I don't know which way, whatever they call it, but it doesn't go straight. And so he was real frustrated with his instructor. And he said, you know, I'm done with this. I don't know why I'm paying you all this money. And the instructor goes, no, you're a millimeter off. And he was like, what are you talking about? It's 600 yards into the woods over here. And he goes, it, by changing the angle of the attack, just this one little bitty, you know, one degree from where you hit the ball to where it ends up can completely change the, tra the trajectory of where it's going. And it would almost seem somebody can come in, meet with you and your team, and just those, and they might feel like their whole life is in disarray and whether it be overweight or it's a mental, you know, thing, you know, it, you can help one pack and go, look, you're really, it's not as bad as you think. You're a millimeter off. Exactly. No, I 100% agree. And a lot of times when we start, I, I tell patients, we have extended appointments for our first appointment. And I say, look, this is going to be a little bit different. Um, we're going to do a lot of talking. You know, we're, we're going to talk about, <laughs> we're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to talk about a lot of areas um, of your life. And so a lot of times people come in and, and they're, chief complainer, their main thing they're coming for, maybe, hey, I, I really want to eat better, lose weight, exercise. I just want to get all these pieces um, together, but I don't know how to make that happen because, and, and a lot of times someone may say, for example, I'm just so tired. So you really start talking about, well, why are you so tired? What's going on? Are you sleeping at all? Do you have a baby at home? Um, you know, how early are you getting up? What does your sleep hygiene look like when you're trying to go to bed at night? And so sometimes that leads to, hey, three steps back for what patients didn't think was the problem is actually the problem. The big thing that's kind of the, the umbrella over all of the other things. So that just goes to show you, hey, this week you can try, you know, doing X, Y, Z as far as your sleep pattern. And then let's see if that gives you a little bit more energy during the day. And so, so sometimes it, it is things like that. We've had patients who didn't realize they had sleep apnea. Right. And that was the whole thing. And so once you address that and they're actually getting restorative sleep, then they feel significantly better to try one of the other lifestyle changes they need to make or, or even to kind of tackle a chronic health problem that they hadn't had the energy to, to address before. So what is the process for somebody like I always try when we talk about, you know, this is new, you know, this has been what, this is about it's six months, you know, yes. <laughs> Just getting moving, you know, yes. over there on the campus. So without, you know, the assumption, I feel like if we just, you know, thanks and we called it a day here, mm -hmm. people might still be in the, okay, I don't even know where to start. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we clear the field, you know, no, this is not something you need a referral from a general practitioner, right? You know, this is, can call or like, how does it actually work for the so guy who's you, going... Yeah, if you are a patient um, within the Ostner system, uh, we we do say, hey, can you just tell your primary care doctor to send a referral to Ostner Lifestyle and Wellness at the Grove? Because that's something that that gets put in our in Epic, our computer system. So that's something we can kind of kind of keep a list and like call that patient, try to schedule them accordingly. 
or they can call okay. just the, the main scheduling number and leave a message like, hey, I, I heard about this on the podcast or I've heard about this clinic. Can someone give me a call back? And even if they want more information or if they want to schedule, that, that can happen. We also have a few um, Google um, Oshner Baton Rouge Lifestyle and Wellness. We have a landing page that, that should pop up with some extra information that has some contact, some points of contact on it. Um, we do have a few spots that are open online now, but because we are a new clinic, we're kind of working on expanding that for online scheduling. So, so that will be something that will come soon, but we don't want to make it hard for patients to schedule with us. And so they certainly can um if they are already an Oshner patient, just have them send a referral through the system or they can uh, give a call one of those ways and we'll we'll try to make sure we call them back and get them scheduled. And do they have to be part of that Oshner family, Oshner network, or if it's like I have a completely different or I don't even have, you know, a primary care, you know, Dr. Desi, because I'm noticing and I'm probably guilty myself of one of those that has kind of moved away from a primary care to I'm an urgent care, you know, that's and I'm being good. told that's not exactly the best thing to Correct. do. Yes. Yes. I have so, look, so I, I'm laughing because I had this conversation yesterday with my sister <laughs> about how, hey, you know, you probably because uh, I, I don't see my family until she made a joke about, well, you know, I don't really have a primary care anymore since you're not doing it. But yeah, so I do think that that everyone could benefit from having a primary care physician. And a lot of times when people come in, we will say, hey, you know, your job for the next couple months is maybe let's let's find you a primary care doctor. Let's let's try to find someone who would be a good fit for you. So but to answer your question, no, you don't have to already be in the Oshner system. We do get referrals from other systems. We've we've gotten referrals. I've gotten referrals from some of my former colleagues at LSU at the Student Health Center. You know, we have we have students who may need a, a slightly higher level of care or a different approach. We have students who I, I followed while I was there who are graduating. Um, we we get a fair number of referrals from um, different OBGYN physicians around town, you know, so that's a prime example, women who are kind of childbearing age who aren't really seeing their primary care doctor a lot, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty much seeing their OBGYN when needed. So yeah, to answer your question, you do not um, have to be within our system. We welcome everyone for sure. Tell me this, you know, I was sitting there. Oh, I'm sorry, I was just gonna say we don't, we, we like to tell people that we don't, we're, we're not set up to do primary primary care specifically. So if, if a need comes up with a patient and I say, hey, I really think you need to, to have a primary care physician, we absolutely have that conversation. So what I was going to ask was something else that kind of occurred to me, and I'm just kind of wondering like if this fits in the model. I know when I do go to my primary care, I'm doing that because I'm that horrible urgent care guy. You know, I'm filling out and checking the boxes. And then they always want this family history. Mm -hmm. And I'm maybe I'm making a leap here, but like I'm checking the boxes and it seems like every time I go, I check more boxes on family history. But it also you, when you talk about preventative care and then you start talking family history, those types of things. Is there a spot for this where you guys could step in where I'm not sick? I don't have anything necessarily wrong. I know I've got a history of you know heart disease or hypertension or diabetes. Like It runs in the family. I have no sign, but it's like, I don't want to wait for it. You know, I don't like, I feel like it'd be that, okay, maybe I, my primary care, if I 
go see him once a year if I, you know, had that. He might one day just go, you know what, now you're hypertensive or, you know, now you've got, you know, diabetes. We didn't catch it or something like that. But is there, could somebody come to you and say, hey, everything's fine right now. The top half of the form that made me fill out, I'm not worried. Everything's great. But this bottom family section, is there anything that I can do lifestyle wise that puts me at a better advantage to not have this? You know, I don't want my kid to check this box, you know, or something like, would that fall into the wheelhouse? Absolutely. Absolutely. We love to sit down and talk with people who have family histories of chronic medical things and, um, heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, or people who may have familial hyperlipidemia where high cholesterol runs in their family. And and all of those things can significantly impact cardiovascular health or, you know, future potential for um, strokes or heart attacks or, or any negative cardiovascular outcomes. We love to sit down and talk to those people. I know you've spoken with Dr. Fobo before. And so we do have some women who come in who have a family history of breast cancer, you know, and they, they may have uh, spoken with her or, or anyone um, uh, regarding that. And they come and say, Hey, you know, I know one of the things that I can do is potentially maybe just lose a little, lose some weight, like to see if that will help reduce my risk. And so we love, love, love to see people who, who come in and, and kind of tackle that head on and address that before it becomes a problem. And that's what I was saying. That would seem because it just, I feel like people all the time, no one, you always just hear the story to me. I say, I always hate to generalize, but it's always like you talk to somebody and it's like, oh, diabetic. Now I just went to the doctor, just found out. It's like, really? And it's like, yeah, my parents are diabetic. It just runs in the family. It was a matter of time. But if this is like for anybody who's listening, it's like, this is the moment. Like Absolutely. if you don't, if, if it's not now, you know, it's in the family. Mm-hmm. Now there's an option, you know, right. it's right yeah. down, you know, the street it's, you and your team are the ones that's like, come in. Yeah. We don't need you. We like seeing people that aren't Absolutely. sick. You know, we want to put, you know, on the front end of this, that it might just be, you know what, hey, if you can get out, you know, and make a promise to yourself, you know, to go, you know, walk around the neighborhood every night after, you know, dinner. And if you, you know, skip the dessert or you're like, it seems like it could be those one millimeter changes that it's like, you know, what, hey, if you did that now, guess what? In 10 years, you may not be, you know, in that diabetic situation, you know, and it's, but there was the thing, I guess it's just, what's really exciting to me is if I I don't know of another place, like, I don't, I think I would feel funny if I did have a primary care and calling him because he's got, you know, nine minutes to spend with me in a room (laughs) and be able to sit with him and go, um, yeah, there's nothing really wrong. I just want to make sure that nothing is wrong in the future. Right. And he's going to be like, I don't have time for that. Like I, I've got eight minutes here, eat right, do this exercise, you know, get good sleep. Yeah. Good luck. You know, I'll see you next year. I wouldn't feel right yeah. making that appointment, but that's what we're here talking about that you're asking for that appointment. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so that's what <laughs> we, we say it time and again, we, we want to be an extension of your primary care. We want to open up the space so that we're, we're able to talk about all of that and, and say, Hey, what can we do? You know, there's nothing more 
a lot of times devastating to to a patient or to family members if what you had mentioned previously of hey I was kind of plugging along I really didn't have any problems so I, I wasn't going to the doctor and then all of a sudden you know there may have been a couple of vague symptoms and then oh now I'm a diabetic or just to have a life-changing diagnosis uh that that you think oh man well could I have done something or or what had I knowledge of this ahead of time, maybe I could have stepped in and acted and, and my, my outcome would have been a little bit different. Absolutely. Well, I think that if, if nobody gets it at this point, I don't know how much more we can explain to them how this is, this is the, you know, the bell, this is your calling. This is the, you know, drop in and just, it's a chance, like you said, you, you know, we skipped it, but you said, you know, kind of that first intake, that first, you know, visit's a longer one. So I'm assuming, you know, we're, it's, let's unpack everything we can. And so this is how you could potentially alter your life. And then by doing that, you're setting an example for your kids, people around you. Absolutely. And ultimately our community gets healthier. Mm-hmm. This is a ripple effect, you know, across the board. I agree. I mean, you know, we like to say, uh, Jolie and myself, you know, we were both born and raised in Louisiana. We, we love our state. We love our culture. We love our people. And we want to do, we want to be part of the, the solution. Right. And that's not just, just us saying that we truly have a vested interest because these are our family. These are our friends. And and a lot of times, you know, we we like to say, I'm not just talking at you. I'm talking to myself too. We we all Mm -hmm. want to be healthier and figure out how in the middle of busy lives, like we can have our best life and and we can, we can be doing things that cause better health for us. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you stopping in. You got more important things to do than talk to me all day. So it's so good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'd love to have you come back on, you know, talk, get some updates, see how it is. You know, like you said, it is a new program. Hopefully people realize that this is, you know, take advantage of it. This is what's needed because if, if people don't do it, then these things don't last. And this is what people need, I think, is to be able to talk to somebody who can help them and not, you know, be, re- you know, let's get proactive on healthcare, you know, instead of reactive. Exactly. We, yes, we would love it. And and definitely we'll keep you posted. We hope to have a few updates later this summer and just some exciting things coming up soon that we can, we can offer to patients. Absolutely. Well, again, I appreciate you coming in, talking to us. We'll uh, keep in touch. We'll do an update again soon. Good. Take care. Awesome. Thank you.